Welcome to Criminal Giants, a comedic true crime watch along podcast where we watch Criminal Minds all 15 seasons and discuss the true crime that can be linked, however indirectly, to the episode. We're your hosts, Stacey Johnson and Veronica Shea. And this week, we're joined by Alyssa Poteet in discussing season one, episode 12, What Fresh Hell? Thank you so much for having me. I forgot that that was the title of the episode. So edgy. So <laughs> so chic. So, mm. so pertinent. What fresh hell. What the Amazing. fresh hell. And I do not think poor JC was fresh in that shed for those 18 years. Like, there's no way. That poor babe. Mm. <laughs> no. It was, no. I listened to her speak. And I cried in the car because she seems like such a nice lady. And I'm like, how are you more well-adjusted than me? Yeah. <laughs> right? And you spent 18 years in a hole. Yeah. She's the epitome of a survivor. That's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's epic. Also, stunningly beautiful. Right. So she beautiful. She is so gorgeous. So well-adjusted. I think she has said this quote that literally, <laughs> made, she was like, the, the interviewer asked her something about like how you know, acclimating back to life. And she said something about like, you know, you have to do the work. You have to be willing to cry a lot. You have to be willing to laugh a lot. And I just didn't want to give those people another minute of my life. And I'm like, how are you like therapy level, like enlightened (laughs) and like, right. Oh my, the dishes pile up and I have a breakdown, like a full blown breakdown in this girl, like, I just, it's it's incredible. It was honestly really inspiring. Yeah. I like. She's epic. Yeah, love us some JC Degard. Very nice lady, seeming. Oh my god. <laughs> um, okay, so this episode opens on kids playing soccer, and the coach's kid can't play because she's in a cast, but she's giving major attitude because uh, mm. her mom won't let her go hang out with her dad. Oh yeah, two on twos. Sorry, am I allowed to pause? How does this work? Okay, because all of the views all of the like things from this real story that this episode is based on her mother seems like a lovely woman like when honestly like i would have been if here's jc duggard's mom and here's like casey anthony and here's the spectrum i would have been like 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 she was like 10 years into missing her daughter at that point i would have given up hope but she's still putting out like psas and videos of like help like yeah out there and they seem like they have such a great relationship and like she seems like a very nice sweet like tempered lady and then hollywood decided to take the story and we're like we need a female bitch to sell this kidnapping. And then her mom is just like on the side. She's like, you don't need to play, JC. Stop your fucking whining. And it's just like really so focused on Little League female Like, it was just and it was almost like, yeah, it was mom's fault that she got kidnapped because she was such a bitch to her kid. It was, it was insane. So I continue just right off the bat. Yeah, we love the female blame that a lot of is true crime theme? shows actually do. It is. Oh, it, is but oh, not wow. just of criminal minds, of like life. Life. Yeah. Life. <laughs> yeah. Actually. But yeah, you do bring up the point. Like, this one isn't explicitly based on JC Degard. We're just gonna talk about her because she's such oh. an epic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't like JC's story. <laughs> There's one that's a little bit farther down that's more her story but 
uh, we want to talk about Elizabeth Smart as well. So we wanted to talk about Jason yeah. because she was so in the public eye and was found. Spoiler alert for the episode. Was oh, found twist. alive. <laughs> it's a good spoiler alert. Honestly, I know. Yeah. Uh, so this is, you know, young girl taken, witnesses, saw, and then was found alive. It was kind of the JC through line. Got it. Got it. Okay. I won't be so yeah, and it's our first details kidnapping. Yet. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to. <laughs> I was like so upset. Like if I was Stacy's mom, because then like imagine you were missing your daughter for 18 whole years. You go through that trauma and then you're like watching the little recap on Hulu and they just make you out to be this monster. Like, like the worst person. No. Yeah, like, okay, thank God. No, uh, it's yeah, no, no. And in this episode, like the parents who are estranged end up getting back together when in real life, it's really always the opposite. It really breaks a family apart. So that kind of thing. But yeah, so she's abducted by this guy with a dark green Jeep. He has the ruse of looking for his dog. And so she's going to go help him. 20 hours go by before the FBI is contacted because they're now considering it a stranger abduction once they were finally able to reach the dad. Stranger abductions uh, of this girl's age range are very rare. Um, I think she was like 11. They're very rare. And the chances of finding her alive are not good. Most, like 40% are dead within the first three hours. And almost all of them are dead within 24 hours. So now there's a ticking clock. We love a ticking clock in a crime show. We love a ticking clock. Mm -hmm. He had approached another girl twice in the same day, but she was busy. Couldn't help him with his dog. But this does show that he's comfortable in the neighborhood. Right. There's a sex offender in the neighborhood. He was arrested for solicitation of a prostitute. He, so he doesn't fit the profile, but a minivan mom tells the parents about this guy. So the dad, of course, rushes off to like beat him with a wrench. Dad like, shit. Uh, sure. Typical dad shit. Yeah. Major <laughs> typical dad shit. The BAU decides to lessen the pressure on this offender. They take all the police off the street and they kind of talk about stranger danger and how it actually did not great things. A lot of, mm -hmm. of harm when, cause we were all taught stranger danger as children mm -hmm. when really most children are abducted by people they know. Right. And like assaulted by people they know. What was y'all's stranger danger talk like? Like from your parents, like were they just like, "Hey, don't"? Oh, don't I had it at my school. Guy. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. It was, it was like a dare program thing. Yeah, yeah, I think it was like a dare program thing. Yeah, and I think mine was in like seventh grade. They brought mm -hmm. us to like oh. the lunchroom, and we were all on bleachers, and they gave us a stranger danger talk because I'm 35, so that would have been like 2001 ish, right? Uh, okay. 2002 ish, and. I, but I do in remember, middle school. Yeah, but I do remember Stranger Danger from McGruff, the crime dog. He had oh, Stranger Danger yeah. stuff, and they would always have those little PSAs with him in children's programming. Right, so, right, right. Because I feel like yeah. this was the time when like people started to learn that like kidnappings were a thing. Like there was more coverage yeah. and eyes on them. Yeah, because I like I don't, I'm trying to remember if we had it at school. I guess we must have, and I just don't really. I don't know if it was lumped in with dare, but I remember my parents, they found out that I had a MySpace in like fifth grade and they were horrified. And like my mother is very mm. just oh, like wow. conservative, God fearing, life fearing. She's like scared to go to like the city because she's like thinks she's going to get murdered. She's one of those. And they took, me, they took me to the FBI's office 
in downtown Chicago to waste an FBI agent's time explaining to me how I was going to get raped and murdered for having a MySpace. And I told this story like like a few years ago to a friend. And they were like, Alyssa, you dumbass. They, like, your, your dad's friend put on a suit. They didn't take you to the FBI's office. Oh, my like, God. Oh, you're right. No shit. Hilarious. I and I called her out on it. I'm like, Mom, remember when you did this thing? Like, oh, that's so funny. Did you? And she's like, oh, no, that would have. We should have just done that. No, I just called the FBI office. And they said they'd be willing to take. So, And I remember the guy being kind of annoyed, too. Just kind of like. Yeah, we do get a lot of cases, but like he was kind of like checking his watch energy and it was yeah. like, yeah, because he's on his lunch break, probably. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Wild. Uh, it's like the new recruit. But it did not oh help. Yeah, right. Like the PA of the FBI, like the lowest. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. And gosh. he gave me a talk about how my MySpace was going to get me raped and murdered. Okay, and but th- honestly, like, because I grew up at the beginning of AIM, AOL oh, yeah, yeah, Messenger, yeah. and yeah. that is what it fucking was. And, like, MySpace quickly of- became that, too. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Omegle? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's so yeah. thing, right? Yeah, like mm-hmm. chat roulette. Like, just looking at oh, dicks. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Left and right as a child. They were just dicks, 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 looking dicks, at dicks. dicks. Dicks everywhere. Oh my, oh my god. Right. So Kristen is going to join us since we're already talking about Stranger Danger. Kristen, we're kind of in the middle of our recap, but we, Alyssa asked a question about how we all learned about Stranger Danger. So I thought it'd be great to have ah. you pop in already. But yeah, Kristen, do you remember how you learned about Stranger Danger? I feel like commercials or like TV right? shows. So yeah. like Cra- McGruff the Crime Dog? Yeah. <laughs> McGruff, oh my god I haven't thought about him I should have so worn long. my McGruff t-shirt I don't know why I oh, didn't part, fail. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah I think they brought us in at Swope I went to middle school with Kristen I feel like we had a seminar at Swope we for sure did yeah and I think Gruff was there someone was there yes yes yeah. McGruff was mm-hmm. there like someone had to dress like your poor FBI agent Alyssa someone had to dress as McGruff the crime dog oh wow <laughs> Oh, that those heads can't smell very good. There's no way, like, <laughs> ew, spray down situation. There's no way to like actually wash them. You know, like, how could you? For sure, even, right? You get a hose, vinegar, like, and vodka. Um, yeah, something <laughs> like that. You gotta just spray something. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, mm-hmm. just Man, brace which, it up. Which I feel like you can only get low level criminals to take that job which is probably the sweetest irony of it all yeah <laughs> like, you know what i mean you get someone with like a like a petty theft record like who's taking that job you know, you know what, what freaks I mean? me out same thing at chuck e cheese like you right. know that chuck e cheese yes. was uh, some kind of like guy who had just been released from jail or something like that who needed a job and then like entertaining kids freaks me out yes for yes. sure for sure well, great So Kristen, talk to us about <laughs> Stranger Danger. And- yeah, I mean, I didn't look up the stats of how many child predators were actually teaching children. So sorry about that. Hopefully but- none. I think none. I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't well, know. Well, can- at least not convicted. Pre-convicted, right. sure. Right. Always I pre. I didn't yeah. look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-conviction. Okay. All right. So let's start with kind of where Stranger Danger came about. And it started in the late 1970s in America and the UK. 
And I'm sure as you guys already know, but it basically is the idea that kids need to be wary of every single stranger because every single stranger has the ability to kidnap you. And then more specifically, um, be sexual predator. Yep, exactly. So we're teaching the children what women already know. (laughs) Right. Everyone's trying to murder you. Yeah. So basically stranger danger came about not, uh, there's a few cases that people point to, but it wasn't really one case in particular, but there's a few that kind of keep popping up um, around the time of stranger danger. So there was Eaton Pats in like 1979. He was a six year old boy and he was walking two blocks from his home to the bus stop and he disappeared. And his dad was a photographer. So his dad had a bunch of pictures and this child's picture was sort of plastered everywhere and um, he was the first milk carton kid yeah oh, wow. well i don't know if he was milk carton but definitely like the first like prominently featured yeah. but you might be right v he could have been the i first. think he's the first milk carton because he was milk carton. the first non-famous or like rich person's kid to be abducted and those are the ones that matter <laughs> <laughs> well so they didn't want him for ransom that was usually kidnappings were for ransom not for oh, sexy time for like ugh, yeah oh god yeah well, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I know you got a really fun episode, Alyssa. I know. <laughs> intense. Uh, yeah, very intense. So the media kind of took Eaton's story and really ran with it. And it, the sort of the sentiment here was that, you know, walking two blocks from your home, anyone can take your child, you know, even just just walking to the bus stop. So that was one that really sort of spurred stranger danger. There's also the Moore murders. And this was in the UK in the late 1960s. And it was this couple who had killed five children. And it was the fact that it was a couple and it was a woman who was helping. For funsies? For, you know, for sexual gratification. And oh, and then they just disposed of them? Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They kidnapped them and then, yeah, murdered them raped them and then murdered them yeah dude it's hard for me even to talk about it's so gross yeah so the fact that it was a woman like everyone in the uk was like wow even like women can do this shit you know so then again kind of spurred on stranger danger um and then there was adam walsh in the 1980s um a child who was decapitated and uh yeah so those are kind of some like highlights that the media really took and like ran with and sort of yeah. was like look any anyone can be stolen at any time right and adam walsh's dad john walsh you might know from starting and hosting America's Most Wanted. Oh, do we know like the the proportionality ratio of like media coverage? Because it was so hot, it really did feel like it was everywhere. Like McGruff and the commercials and the da 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 da, and like like what was the media coverage of these cases? First, like how many kids were getting kidnapped in these types of yeah. scenarios? Yeah. So this gets into like, I have a whole section, but why stranger danger is bad. <laughs> like essentially. Yes, Cause that's what the, uh, uh, Kristen doesn't watch the episode so that it doesn't bias her also because she doesn't watch criminal minds, but <laughs> the episode Kristen talks about how stranger danger did more harm than good. Yep. So one of the stats that I kept coming across, it was like in the 2010s at some point, someone did a study. So they were basically looking at how many children were kidnapped versus how many were just lost. And there were 800,000 kids that were lost that year, and only 115 were kidnapped by strangers. In the whole United States, or like? Uh, an American study, yeah. Oh, okay, I got you, yeah. 
I'd have to double check, but yeah. Uh, like only on our hunt. Yeah, only 115. I think it's so cool that Criminal Minds, every time I bring something up, you're like, oh, they talked about it in the show. So I think it's cool that they actually like go and look at the data and all that. But mm-hmm. another really weird issue with Stranger Danger is that it, lawmakers were sort of using this Stranger Danger to push their political agenda. So Reagan, for example, he Oh, I used- fucking hate Reagan. I'm so sorry, <laughs> but I, just, I fucking hate him. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. No, it's fine. So he used to talk about keeping children safe a lot. And Mm. he used that as a way to rationalize like harsher penalties and expand the um, Mm. like carceral system. And he had a tough on crime legislation and he really pushed the keeping our kids safe, blah, blah, blah. So he really tapped into that stranger danger at the time to sort of um, get people to vote for him. Right. And then kind of set the standard for like, I feel like you can't be a politician at that level and not be tough on crime. Like even now, like since yeah. then, it's kind of wild. Yeah. They talked about that. They talked about the, um, the effect it had moving forward and how other people after Reagan used his, you know, foundation for this stuff on crime. Yeah, you're totally right, Alyssa. It, it had this really weird rippling effect. Yeah, it was awful. Also, Reagan used um, Eaton's disappearance. And we talked about earlier when he made a task force. And in this task force, basically, the recommendation was to strengthen and improve nuclear families. Yeah, so yeah, he was yeah. pushing this nuclear family and it's saying that that is how we're going to keep our children safe is by yeah pushing this this nuclear family like rhetoric. It's so bizarre and like really exploitative and really disgusting that that is what they were using at the time, you know? Well, and you still get that today with like, you should stay together for your kids because it's better for them to grow up in a household with a mom and a dad. And it's like- right. What if the dad is raping the kids? What if the mom is physically abusing the kids? It's not better. It like, or if the parents are always arguing, there's no abuse, but the parents are always arguing. That's not better for kids to grow up in. There's no one blanketed rule, right? Something else and we kind of talked to, I think we already mentioned this too, is the media mostly with Stranger Danger focused on white kids. They called right. this the missing white girl syndrome. Yeah. yeah, like Creme Brulee Ramsey or whatever her fucking name was. <laughs> Sean Bonet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stupid little Creme fake French name was, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Old Jean Bonnet, our little beauty queen. She yeah. sounds like a pastry. She does sound like a pastry. She does. She's she very does. cute. Yeah. R.I.P. Sorry, I shouldn't make she she didn't R. make R. it, right? Oh, I shouldn't I shouldn't be. She did not no, make it. She was she was definitely yeah. killed. Yeah. Hey, I take so back funny. everything I said about her. Very lovely and cultural name. Oh my God. It's just fancy white. Okay. Yeah, that's really. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So also, I didn't, I didn't really see, like, I didn't look too much into this one, so I don't know how science this one is, but there were some professionals that said that Stranger Danger made parents parent differently, which makes sense oh, to me. Yeah. So it, yeah, it made them say, you know, don't go outside, don't talk to strangers, which then in turn increases anxiety in kids, gives them less socialization. They're inside more, which means they're not as active. So they're sort of saying that stranger danger also contributed to this being indoors, being less socialized, having more anxiety, sort of, I guess, issues that people think that we're having today. So that's what's wrong with me. Oh my God. <gasps> it's stranger <laughs> danger. McGruff gotcha. So crazy. No, yeah. My mom was totally that like, cause she's, I think she's like an anxious person by nature. And like that, mm. that really spoke to me what you were saying about just like, 
it really felt like it fed her anxiety. Like every little thing was like a potential life or death situation. And I wonder if it would have, yeah. if she would have been so on edge if it wasn't just constantly getting totally. in her head. Yeah. 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 Yep. Then the media had a huge role in this one because they labeled it an epidemic. They labeled kidnapping an epidemic. And like I said, I gave you guys the numbers from 2010s. Yeah. Kidnapped by strangers. Yeah. But 800,000 get lost. So this, so this was another problem with stranger danger is that you're teaching kids to not talk to strangers, but 800,000 of them need strangers because they're fucking they're lost. lost. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, exactly. So they, there's one story of this boy scout who was lost in the forest and he hid from the rescuers for four oh days God. because he was afraid oh, wow. that they were going to steal him. Yeah. And I'm That's sure there's more stories wild. out there like that. Right. And also oh now God. it's like so revolutionary to see. Do you guys watch Old Enough? The like Japanese show mm-hmm. where they say oh, they send little five year olds on errands like like a quarter mile away or something. And they're and they're tiny. They're like preschool mm-hmm. and they have to like get the little help from the store person. And that is that is a foreign concept post Reagan for sure. Totally. Yeah. One of the theories is that there it's the cultural differences. So in America, we're very much about the individual being unique, blah, blah, blah. But in Japan, it's a homogenous society and they take care of each other. That's why masks wasn't a big deal there, but it was here. So that whole, you know, taking care of each other lends itself to we're going to take care of our kids as a community as a whole too, which I think is very interesting. Yeah, Yeah, truly. So now in the present day, they're trying to get stranger danger away from be afraid of strangers Especially because the majority of people who are being kidnapped, who are doing the kidnapping and who are doing the sexual assault. Thank you. So the sexual assault are people in the family. So they're people that kids right. know, like by and large, it is people that kids know and that are in their lives. So now they're trying to shift focus away from that and teaching kids about, you know, body autonomy and making boundaries and um, stuff like that and how yeah. to, to not just do what your authoritarian figure says right Mm. so yeah stranger danger i I knew it wasn't gonna be great but i was like damn it did a lot of really really bad shit it also some of the laws that it created hurt the kids that it was trying to protect so there were like sexual predator laws that were more strict but then the children were being labeled as sexual predators because children were engaging in sexting with kids around their age but they were being labeled as the sexual predator so there was even all these laws in effect that then you know, kids were getting put in jail for and being labeled as sex offenders for. Wow. Yeah, sexting was one of them. Some of us, I'm not going to say who, but some of us on this call got out by a hair of the criminal justice system. Oh, man, we could have gone to jail for that? That's crazy. Oh, wow. Right? (laughs) Yowza. That's a weird vibe. The whole Stranger Danger was a weird vibe, Alyssa. I was like, what is this rabbit hole? I'm not enjoying reading about this. <laughs> and yeah, I, you I seem like I don't want to say out of you. You do seem a little like it did. We got to do yeah. this. <laughs> yes, because the whole the whole string through this is sexual assault of children. You know what I mean? That is the whole fucking thread that holds us together. It, awful. Yeah. yeah, it's our whole episode. yeah. Did you want to hang out for it? Or? Yeah. Yeah, you guys, you knew the thing. You guys, I'm not going to teach you about stranger danger. (laughs) (laughs) I'm being very gracious. Okay, are you ready to be judge graded? You're ready. Okay, so Alyssa, we do pass fail on vibes alone. 
You won't oh, hurt no. Kristen's feelings. What what kind of vibes? What are we passing or failing? Whatever what? you're feeling. So basically, yeah. whatever you're so sorry. she comes on and usually does like statistics and studies, and so we yeah. peer review her, right? Because that's the oh, I love science, sciencey people. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't yeah. peer review <laughs> implied that we got off our asses and did some shit? But it's it usually means you're an expert alone. in the field. Yeah, right, right, right. So, vibes so you guys are experts okay, on true. vibes. Yeah, we're an expert on vibes. A plus, pass, smash. I'm gonna be really honest. I'm gonna fail you. (gasps) I was bored. That one bored you. Physics didn't bore you, but no, physics was interesting. But this one was boring. It's stuff I already knew. (laughs) Okay, stuff I lived through. What? I mean, I was never kidnapped. Wild. Um, I'm gonna pass Kristen because we like when it lines up with the show. We do yeah. like that. And Alyssa said pass. So Yeah, so hard pass. pass. Hey, majority hates, rules. Hates child sexual assault and that passes the vibe check. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. That's thank okay. you. <laughs> I'll take it. Okay. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for joining us. Sure. Yeah, no problem. Alyssa, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Kristen. Thanks for your stats. <laughs> no problem. Hope it goes well. Have a good rest of your podcast. Okay. So yes, they talked about Stranger Danger. And then they discover that there was a body that's been discovered in the river. Spoiler, it's not the girl. Oh. They have the parents talk to the press about asking for witnesses driving a dark green SUV to come forward. So this was supposed to be their suspect. Now they're asking for a witness. They say that this is so that neighbors will report on their neighbors because they don't like to think that they're living next to a monster. But maybe if they saw something, they were a witness, they could be a hero. Right. So a tip comes in that there's someone with a neighbor with an SUV. Mm, They get there. The guy's still not answering the door. Gideon decides to take matters into his own hands, breaks the law, breaks into the guy's house. Quite like he always does. Toxic, just straight, chaotic, insane vibes. No warrant, no probable cause. He holds the suspect at gunpoint, yelling about the girl. What? Oh. Yeah. Holds him at gunpoint. The guy's like, I don't know what you're talking about. They sweep the house. They find a bunch of child porn and home videos with kids, but no girl. Mm -hmm. Then Gideon notices a broom with insulation on it, realizes she must be in an attic space. They find her. They bring her home. And the soccer team is super stoked to have her back. And does the mom lighten up? Is, is the and mom, the mom so lightens smile? up. She's reunited with the husband who's dying, which is this whole sea story weirdness. Oh. Do they introduce these characters? I never watch Criminal Minds. Is it, are they just like episode exclusive? Like, do we have any sort of arc yeah. with the dying husband from before? They back no, all they that don't. in. Yeah, There's 42 a, minutes and 23 seconds, I think. Yeah, dying dad, a kidnapped girl, child porn, neighbor pedos, and a mom's emotional arc reconciling with her own tough love parenting. And we, 42 minutes, that's what Correct. it takes. In 42 minutes, boom. Yes. So, how many Emmys have they won? Not, Good question. None. None. I don't think they've won any. I don't even Rude. know that they've been nominated. Unbelievable. I, I know. don't think they I'm gonna look. They're doing good work. Why <laughs> they're, they're packing a lot in. <laughs> they are doing great work. This wasn't a he this was a Gideon episode. We do find out like he considers every kid he's able to bring home successfully his family. He has framed photos of all of them in his Okay, well office. that sounds creepy. That sounds like they should be investigating him a little bit too. It's not great. I don't like the framed kid photos thing 
Hard stop. But Shamar is is there, as always. Shamar Moore. Do you want to know how many Emmys <laughs> Criminal Minds has won? Yeah. I do. Three. Oh, oh okay. Three. Was it for you this wanna, episode? I need you to tell me. I need you to guess what for. Um, I will um, never hmm. guess. I'm going to guess they're like tech awards. Okay. Alyssa. Set design. <laughs> they won. Location manager would be my guess. 2008, 2009, and 2012 for the same thing, and it was outstanding stunt coordination. <laughs> that makes sense. Like, yeah, we got to kidnap, and then we have a these, yeah, uh-huh. get her in the van and make it good. There was they were Tabula Rasa was one of mm-hmm. the episodes. Normal, and then the bittersweet science. Anyways, oh, and it was Tom Elliott every time. Good job, Tom. Shout out to Tom Elliott. Good job. I love that for him. But okay, so this photo of Shamar. Gimme, gimme more. Yeah, we got it up. He's looking pensive. (laughs) Yeah, pensive. Yeah, for sure. What is the name of that punctuation on the upper left of your keyboard that's like this? Oh, like the tilde? Is that, ooh, I love yeah. it. He's got double tilde going on in his <laughs> pensive ass brow. <laughs> and that's very unnerving on a man. I don't. That you don't like the, the brow work. No, with the big, like, round puppy dog eyes. It's like, <laughs> are you trying to plea with me? Like, did you just kidnap a child? And you're like, I didn't know. <laughs> just a little boy. I don't like this face on him or oh anyone. Oh, God. It's very, cons- I don't like it. It makes me very comfortable. I've So one out of five, what's your, you're like a zero. Like what's. <laughs> like, I think the, till it means in math, like approximately, like we'll go with like approximately zero, but also like, I don't know. I also don't like, I can see his collarbone and it's surrounded by leather, which also makes me feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> the hair blur on the vector is very, I don't know. Could you imagine like this guy's about to like make a move on you and lean in? He just looks at you like, like he's fucking like, like he's just fucking, it's just, I have never been drier. And I think that's got to be a zero for me. <laughs> Fair. I don't, yeah. Okay, Stace, it's what zero. about you? I think I'm going to go three. That's what I was going to go. And I feel like y'all like him. So a three is effectively a zero. <laughs> Pretty much. A three is about as low as I typically go. Like, I haven't done. I don't think That's such a lie. You've gone one. You've done a one. Have I? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't remember that. I would say it's just mid Shamar. It's just like mid Shamar. Still love him. Still Shamar. But mid. We learned that word with Parnell. Oh, yeah, we did. Mid. All the cool kids are saying yeah, it's all mid. the hip kids. Yeah. I'm sure Alyssa says it. Well, I like worked at a dispensary, so like I didn't know it was like a cool like day to day thing. I just thought it meant like slightly better than shitty weed. But like I'm glad that it's caught on <laughs> in the general sense. Yeah, we're learning yeah. all types of things. We're staying young and fresh. Young and fresh. Like what the fresh hell? This <laughs> correct. Woo! Way to bring it back. But yeah, which brings us. Young and fresh to the kidnapping of JC Degard. Yes. Oh my God. Cute as a button. 
like little JC Degard, who she's got like the gosh, it's probably been a long time since she modeled, but I remember like the last Victoria's Secret fashion show I watched, like the gap tooth bitch hottie baddie, like oh, yeah. That like uh. she's in the small town in California, but she's giving Minnesota Queen. JC, your yeah. typical white girl kidnappy because that's all the media wants to talk about and she was the poster child because she okay she went to go catch the bus trying to be a little like good girl go to school blah 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 and this is not like a come help me find my dog come get some candy situation this is a man with like a tasing device outside the van she doesn't go down with the first tase allegedly like a baller and he tases her a second time they bring her in right and this is the most unnerving part for me it's giving like jizz lane maxwell like the female accomplice trope in the van because we don't just have philip garrido or whatever the fuck his name is we don't need to pronounce his name right because he don't fucking matter um, correct. We, not, we, we got Philip Garrido, and then we also has his wife Nancy, which are like high fiving, celebrating, like it's hard right. to kick a child, like you did something difficult, and it like and and there, and, uh, and according to JC, like she remembers hearing them like just celebrating, saying like, "Oh, I can't believe we got away with it," which is cr- I guess this is because this is in 1991, so I'm gathering mm-hmm. like I don't know if this is when like Catch Me If You can came out like before there were any video cameras and you could just do shit because mm-hmm. like i feel like this would never fly no well to be fair too it was up in south lake tahoe which oh right it was like, like yeah yeah which is not far it's like a 45 minute drive from where veronica and i grew up oh really yeah, yeah it's a i mean it's not like a rural area but it's like there's it's- mountain it's town wood it's, it's yeah. forest it's mountain it's small yeah oh, and this was before awesome. cell phones so like the bus driver couldn't call someone or, you mm-hmm. know and be like oh i'm chasing this car with a girl they, there was none of that the stepdad saw it happen and tried to you know ride after them on a bike oh yeah that's which fucking... like nowadays you'd be calling 911 while chasing after them like that right they didn't have cell phones so mm-hmm. yeah 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 so they got her yeah, and there's uh, probably, no, like, people no. driving by seeing stepdaddy. Like, I, it just really makes you think, like, you know, in life, like, everyone loves people watching and just, like, but you don't really know what people are going. Like, if I was driving on the side of the road and I see this, like, middle-aged man just going, <laughs> I would be like, the fuck kind of cross me. Like, I would be talking shit and roasting <laughs> yeah. this right. poor stepdad who's, like, life or death chasing this guy. It's, like, it's really, I don't know, the interconnectivity of us all. Anyways, so yeah, they get JC back to the house, right? They, like, throw her in the shower. They're, like, clean up, even though we're going to make you live in a shed for 18 years. And then they take her out back. They have two sheds. So I guess they have a living shed for her and then a diddling shed, which is like, I guess from what I was looking into, Mr. Philip fuck would go on these like crack or meth benches. I forget whatever feeling of choice. And he would just like take her in there for the, the little binges. Right. But then also yeah. like typical, typical fucking mm-hmm. kidnapper or and or ex-boyfriend shit of like telling her that he's her savior and that like the world's a dangerous place and like you may not like it here, yeah. but I'm protecting you from all this other shit. So it's a very confusing time. 
And I think she's got yeah. like yeah. fast forward. This she gets pregnant not once but twice from which then makes you think like if you backtrack like there's no way these people are like given this she's free bleeding in a shed for like yeah. every period she has. There's no way she's like getting a little diva cup or nothing. Like she is free yeah. bleeding in a shed. And it's gotta be, it's just like, oh my God. I, I like camping for two days max. Yeah. And then I'm done. I want to be clean. That's what I'm saying. Like the horror and trauma, it's like take away like the diddling crack fueled binges. Like that's like <laughs> top yeah. tier trauma, but like the shed living period oh my god like it's just it's just Not every cute. single aspect so she has two kids right this whole time jc's mom from what i saw like is just like putting out videos like the family really has a lot of hope and you know what i thought was interesting the most reliable information i got as to like the criminal investigation in her kidnapping was from the very accurate three-time emmy award-winning criminal minds like there is really no <laughs> right there's really no actual like stuff and I'm, I'm assuming maybe it has to do with the 24 hour thing like they just gave up even mm. though her mom didn't like they're just like it's been 12 years bitch like she did and you know what the right. stats would support that very crude perspective yeah so oh yeah philip and nancy start getting bold and they're like you know we originally kidnapped this girl to be kind of like our sex toy object of like our little fun crack sexy times but you know what you fuck a thing long enough you fall in love we're an american family they start to like take jc and her two children out to like the occasional beach day and like mommy daughter mm -hmm. day with nancy and i just picture like all these gizlanes and i'm just like how dare you just like if you're gonna be a monster just be one of those freaking teachers who like pedos on one of the teenage boys like a normal fucking female pedophile don't fucking tag oh team with God. a man and kidnap yeah. a child sorry that's a controversial yeah opinion. i don't know if that's gonna get me arrested i don't condone yeah. any pedophilia if veronica <laughs> hasn't gotten arrested by this He'll point you will <laughs> i want to know what veronica said because i feel like that's been mentioned multiple times i feel like there was an incident or two that like <laughs> but it's just like the evilest of evil because it's mm -hmm. like and here's the thing this philip and, and not that like hot rich people should be able to kidnap and sexually assault children but i'm like what kind of incentive has this philip man provided his wife nancy to make her an accomplice because she's not doing the the diddling sessions she's just helping him mm -hmm. out and he's fucking ugly and like their house is a shack like what kind of like incentive does she have to right get like meat? what are you getting out of him that's what i'm well, saying she like, met least... him while he was in prison oh that's how they up. met like one of she those like love letter uncle. girls yeah she I was mean... visiting her uncle in prison and then met what? him and they oh end up getting God. married when he was in prison for oh, raping so someone. Oh, so yes. She and she, crazy. he went back to jail on a parole violation for a bit. And she was the primary captor for a mm. while. What? So I wish like, I told it to I'm not. This bitch crazy. Yeah. Yeah. She sucks. And she helped him kidnap her because he wanted to rape young women. He had done it before and 
was arrested for it. And so instead of opening him up to not being able to control his compulsion, because pedophiles cannot control it, I fucking, ugh, there's no such thing as a rehabilitated pedophile. Really? Yeah, no. Wait, can you elaborate on that? Because I always assumed that like, if they gave a fuck or if they had the right support system, human psychology has existed long enough that there could be a program for them. There's no like rehab or anything that has been effective in the past. No, nope. Really? Have people tried? Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. And it's like an alcoholic or a drug addict. If given the right circumstances put under enough stress, they will snap there is no such thing as a rehabilitated pedophile oh i see what you're saying but like like how someone's always an alcoholic they're just a recovered alcoholic or whatever but they're never yeah but sexual is stronger right it's what keeps um sexual serial killers killing it's they're chasing that and it's more than drugs and alcohol like there is got it because the sex is involved and it's yeah no it's like and it's, sex and food are very up there in the hierarchy yeah. of being a living creature that's yeah. very interesting yeah wow so instead of risking getting him caught and sent back to prison by raping multiple girls they were like oh let's just kidnap one oh and so keep this her, is her love that's language. who you're gonna assault that, yeah, that's their fucking love language she's fucking gonna- awful I fucking hate Nancy. Fuck that bitch. She's going to be up for parole in 2029. Wow. I fucking hate her. She won't. I hope not. She won't. No, there's no way. Do we know what her uncle was in for? Like, I'm like, where did these daddy issues go? Like, I'm sorry. This episode is not about Nancy, but I'm so like, no, I mean, it's about the whole case. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because we like to believe that women would protect, right? Like he goes to jail and she's like, quick escape but mm-hmm. no she yeah. fucking held her head down for the three mm-hmm. hour drive to what was it 150 miles 120 miles away like they drove to their small podunk town like she could have fell in love with a man with like a boat or like a decent hairline or like anything to offer you know what i'm saying like it's just so yeah. insane he was like psychotic and he like jumping a little bit ahead he wrote this like almost manifesto but like criminal i don't know case files about himself and gave it to the fbi Mm -hmm. about how to keep pedophiles from like offending and keeping schizophrenics away and the fbi was like what the fuck is this Mm -hmm. and then he went to uc berkeley to see if they would want him to give lectures on his crazy ideas and that's what led to the discovering of jc and the girls right oh right those were the like the crazy manic pitches that he was giving oh yeah because he had his two daughters with him and you know sometimes i think it does get too far where people watch a lot of true crime and a lot of things and someone can give you the ick or bad vibes and people like jump Mm -hmm. to a conclusion they're worse than they are but also on the contrary i think it's like this is a great example of just women's intuition i don't need a reason the cops need to be called and they were fucking right. Like it was just yeah, like weird right. vibes. Like he's twitching too. And the way much. they handled, People yes, too big. there's kids mm-hmm. here. Like oh, we're gonna call somebody. Yeah, the way they handled it was so good. Yeah, it really was. It seemed very swift. It seemed very yeah. Do you think the whole <laughs> while we're on the like crazy manic manifesto thing? Do we mm-hmm. think that him trying to break? Because you said I, this is something I didn't get a chance to look into. It was about like you were saying keeping pedophiles 
from a, like, do you think he had like this deep seated cognitive dissonance or dare I say guilt, which was driving him to this like mania induced psychotic thing to try to yeah. help while keeping these girls in prison? Yes. That's yes. wild. I know. I do think so because he would rape her whenever he was on drugs, right? But sometimes he would come to her and be like crying about what he was doing and kept apologizing and told her that she was keeping other people safe because right. he could enact his compulsions on her and so that she was saving other girls. Right, so he absolutely knows what he's doing, what he's doing is wrong. And it, it's just fucking disgusting. I have, I don't. I I think that all of that bullshit was just a manipulation tactic and I don't think he has any empathy whatsoever and I don't think he knows what he did was wrong at all because this is the second time that he raped and kidnapped someone the second time he was put in prison the first time for raping and kidnapping someone who was 25 years old in fucking oops excuse my French in South Lake Tahoe and then brought her down to a warehouse in Reno yeah. Like, this is oh, the end. worst. Pl- if you're going to get man. raped on top of like that, mm-hmm. now you're in Reno. No offense, Veronica. <laughs> uh oh. And Stacy, because that's where I'm at. Drama. You just offended two people. Actually, I'm no, joking. I get it. And I fully I understand what you're it. saying. I love making fun of Reno, but low key, I love it there. I love when I go to the Silver Lake. Reno's Lacey, a wild place. Leave. Yeah. It's fun there. It's fun. But I will it's also fun. say for Reno, let's, let's give it up for Reno because they were the people who arrested him and sent him mm-hmm. to federal prison. Yeah. Reno. And it was California. Yeah, go Reno. It was like Reno 911, but they did it. It was something. Yes. <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> but he did all of this, we have yet to mention, while on parole. Oh, yeah. And wearing yeah. an ankle monitor. And he's not allowed to be around minors. And so a mm-hmm. lot of people were like, hey, there's some girls at this guy's house and he's kind of crazy. And he, like the parole officers would show up, not really do a great search, and then ask mm-hmm. about the girls. And he was like, oh, yeah, it's my brother's daughter. And they would never verify. His brother didn't have kids. And also, mm-hmm. he's not allowed to be around minors. At all, yeah. To add to that, JC ended up suing the state of California mm-hmm. because of their failure of the parole system and like just doing a shitty job. Yeah. Right. I really, they were checking the home the entire time she was there. Yeah. They won yeah. a $20 million lawsuit against the state of California. Get it, girl. Get your money. And I think this is something that's really getting lost in this country and it's just like not Mm -hmm. to get on a fucking soapbox but I feel like everyone is underpaid everyone is showing up to their job and half-assing it and it doesn't matter how important the job is and to some degree I'm not trying to like condone it like we'd all like to think that like if I was that person I would give a fuck about you know kidnapped children but the reality I get it I go to my fucking job and I'm just like what is the bare Mm -hmm. minimum I can do I need to take more steps to look for like um, to, uh, I got a hangover. I'm yeah. not, like, people just aren't paid enough yeah. to give a fuck at their fucking jobs. And it shows. And this was like a while ago. Like now I can't imagine like what parole people and the, cause there's no way they're like making probably the money. same. No, they're probably making mm-hmm. the exact same and have triple the caseload. And even then yeah, they were probably right. overworked. Think about bills, that yeah. too with like 
social workers too like just how right. mandated they are and like all the how can they do a good job right right but i love that these this woman this black woman so like always believe black women was presented with crazy of mm-hmm. this man and instead of just being like get out the door saw that there were two girls mm-hmm. who did not match crazy yeah. And was like, what's going on? Because he showed up with his daughters with JC, right? Not oh. with JC, but with the two daughters. And then yep. she was like, would love to hear more. Can you come back tomorrow? Let's make an appointment. And he was like, yes, great. And she told campus security and campus and like gave the name. And the officer on campus did a background check and was like, this man is on parole, like uh, 50 miles away from here. He shouldn't even be. And he's a sex offender. Hold on. Was in then when he came back the next day with the girls was in the meeting with them and was like, this is bonkers. I'm calling the police. Mm-hmm. His parole officer was notified, did a, a, a home check, found no girls or JC, and then was mm-hmm. like, you need to come to the office to sort this out. He brought the girls and JC, I guess, so that she could be like, these are my kids and I do let him take care of them. He's great with kids, right? Like she, at this point, they've had her for 18 years. We saw this with Elizabeth Smart <sighs> for their own survival. They are going yeah. with things she hadn't said or oh, written yeah. her name in over 15 years. You know, she was Alyssa to everyone else. Hey. Yeah, that's why I booked <laughs> you. I did like that part. I was like, good taste girl because they let her pick her name and i was yeah. like you know 18 years away from civilization your family sanity can't get rid of good taste baby baby <laughs> and so finally they were able to separate them and be like what the fuck is going on and they were able to arrest him on these parole violations mm-hmm. and then jc couldn't even say her name they kept yeah. asking her, like this isn't right like what is happening what is happening and she was like i can't tell you my name and she says in interviews later that she wasn't trying to be difficult but she was not allowed to say her name and so she wrote it down and they Mm -hmm. realized who was sitting in front of them because like you said Alyssa her mother had not given up every year we Mm -hmm. were hearing about JC and just Mm -hmm. they called the mom and had her on the phone and like oh I'm getting actually a little verklempt talking about it the mom was like baby I'm coming and drove 150 miles to go pick up her fucking daughter and her grandkids oh my god 18 years isn't that wild the parents were divorced at that point too weren't they yeah so she had JC with a very short term I think boyfriend he didn't know he even had a kid I think until she Mm -hmm. disappeared but she had quickly married her stepfather who saw the abduction but it did pull them apart which is normal which is so normal most big stressor yeah most marriages do not survive a child's death or a child's abduction mm-hmm. yeah. so but wow. yeah it's like thank god these two women were like this is wrong because but also so many men had called and been like this is weird there are children in the backyard or this is weird there's a girl staring at jc degard's mm-hmm. picture at the 7-eleven and it kind of looks like JC. And can you cut oh, in all of those vehicles? Reports? Oh, wow. Yeah. They're all these vehicles by eyewitnesses. They then found mm-hmm. in the backyard in the like shack central. And from what I can tell based on photos mm-hmm. is they had like two backyards almost and had kind of yeah. cut one off. And so in the secondary 
backyard is where JC and the kids lived. And it was like overgrown. And so if you didn't go out back, you couldn't see it from the house. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that Nancy would always kind of bother the parole officers while they were trying to like do their search of the house. Oh, also, I'm so sorry. Like, okay, they're living at Philip's elderly mother's house. Mm -hmm. And she is there this whole time. And no one talks Mm -hmm. about that. There's a fucking grandma. And by the end of 18 years, JC's walking around answering the door and the fucking she's not like, who is this bitch? Like, what's happening? What? Okay. And also going to point out Nancy's so in love with this dude. She's kidnapping little girls for him. He this motherfucker don't even own his own house. He lives with his mom. No. If I was a man, I would clean the fuck up is all I'm learning from these. Like these low life dudes are getting like two or three wives. I'm like, well, oh, I own sure. a house. Right. <laughs> get all it get some wives. You should get some wives. I know we, I know I'm not, I'm not doing the bi I know, forcing <laughs> thing. I, I, I've been accusing Veronica of being bi since <laughs> I first met her and had no rights to force any sexuality <laughs> down your throat. But I was very like, I'm not girl, those Tims, like, and a flannel like please what are we doing it's summer mm-hmm. what are we what are we trying to do <laughs> like <laughs> but get some wives fuck it not to get on a soapbox but i do feel like it should be said that it's really easy to say how like men are well i guess we really did dive into nancy but like i feel like so many men are behind a lot of these kidnappings and murders that it feels like yes. they are mm-hmm. the inferior race which um eh, you know debatable there's evidence that supports that but like shout out to all the men who like made multiple calls and was like it doesn't seem like you guys are doing anything they're fucking yeah. girls yeah. Yes. You know what i mean and like really right you know tried their fucking best because like at some point i don't know i feel like if we yeah. don't acknowledge them and uh yeah. like then then they'll all become murders and then we're all gonna die so we gotta yeah really well yeah because a lot of times too like growing up i don't know if it was this way with you girls but a lot of times i'd be like look what's happening and both parents would be like just mind your own business J- don't get oh. involved and it's like sometimes i think we should actually get involved and be oh. like wait what is happening right no my mom was the opposite my mom was a i'm getting was. involved she, my god almost too much to her detriment <laughs> like but i can't tell you how many times like my mom would see a fight um like between two kids and she'd go over there and she'd break it up like randomly oh. or she'd be like no that is wrong you are not to do this or like Amazing. saw some kids being picked on and would go and like did not know these children would just like go over there and be like you leave this shit kid alone <laughs> you know that's really cute yeah my mom was the opposite sometimes sometimes it was embarrassing and be like oh, God, i just want to go home <laughs> like you don't need to parent these people's kids right they parent me <laughs> yeah jc but like way to bounce back one like you were saying Alyssa, she seems so grounded and settled her entire captivity oh. she was homeschooling her kids mm-hmm. from things like they had finally given her a tv but she couldn't watch the news so she had no idea her mom was still looking for her but she was homeschooling her kids on what she was learning and they would like grow vegetables and flowers and yeah she came out of it like with a pretty good attitude all things considered oh my she God, got yeah. 20 million settlement she got two book deals like mm-hmm. 
Good for you, Jason. Right. And she's become a huge victim's advocate and is like really now oh. that she, they took a break for a while. Like they didn't do anything. And while she was like going through therapy and doing some intensive care and things like that, I don't remember now because I know she's in the limelight and she has come out and has gone done TV interviews and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I think she continues to keep her kids away from that all i think she continues to keep her children out of the limelight yeah it would have to i think she's like it's their choice right right right, which is so smart and but like 2016 was the diane Mm -hmm. sawyer interview because it was when her book was coming out yeah her kids were in college isn't that insane i was just looking at that so when they were captured, there was one child that was like 15 or something like that. Meaning she yeah. must have had to have had this baby at like whatever 14. young ass age. So she was, yeah, 14. at 14. She was kidnapped at 11, impregnated by 14. When they were reunited with her family, her children were 15 and 11. <sighs> but oh I will God. say like... So she was raped at least once a week for the first three years Mm -hmm. and kept handcuffed for the first three years. Then after three years, she was finally given cooked food and let out of handcuffs, but still locked in the room. And then the last day she was raped was the day her second daughter was conceived. So So then they just stopped. Thank God for kids. Yeah, he just stopped. Mm -hmm. Oh. But then just kept them yeah. together and they started going to the beach? Yeah, I guess. Weird. he. Oh, and they like were taught that Nancy was their mom and JC was their older sister. Right. Like that's right. the narrative that they had to live. Mm-hmm. And he is wanted for at least one missing persons case. Yeah. But was looked at for a couple others. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Person another. of interest, not wanted. Yeah. Also, to think about, like, if I was put into that situation as a child, would I have survived that long? Like, would I have given up for eight after 18 years? Like, of that, that, right. treat? like, I don't think I could have made it that long. I think you could have. I guess I am stubborn, but like she did at some point, you do just concede to the situation and survive right. it. You know, and I think you said something interesting earlier. Veronica, people with victims not realizing, like, because you always hear about fight or flight, and then, like, but we don't mm-hmm. really hear about freeze and fawn, yes. which is a big yep. fucking thing, and then, like, it's just, because it, it on paper, it's so easy for people to be like, well, why would you be nice to them and go around with this thing, and bam, 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 there's a bad guy, and you shouldn't be, and it's like, yeah, but, like, if I make him mad, he's gonna kill me, so it's like, it's like literally Correct. a survival mm-hmm. tactic to just stroke their ego, go smile be like yeah no we love the rape yeah i'm your daughter whatever you say please don't kill me and it's uh it's it's very it's a nasty thing to put someone through mm-hmm. that level of criticism and scrutiny after they've been fighting for their life for 18 oh, yeah. goddamn years <laughs> oh yeah and if you can normalize it for your brain it's less traumatic in the for, time so it's you can happening. survive you're not like up here yeah. in your heart rate constantly yes. which you just can't be you can't. And so for her kids, too, because this happened in the Joseph Fritzl case, which is even worse because it was his own daughter, but she made it so normal for her kids that they were living in a fucking dungeon and they would draw pictures and put them up, like making it as normal mm. as possible. It's almost like a, one of the survivors, I forget who he was, too, because of course, every time this happens, like with Elizabeth Smart, JC DeGard came back out. So many survivors come out mm-hmm. to be like, you have a community and we understand what you're going through. We'll talk to the press while you get the help you need it's 
a different world is now opened up to you. She got used to her world and mm-hmm. resigned to it because that's how you survive. Mm-hmm. And she had two kids to get through it. And then this new free world is opened up and it's like almost traumatic going into that because of all the confines that you'd been in. Mm -hmm. And with the Joseph Fritzl case, one of the kids was like five and they got them at night and they the cops were putting them into cars and they had to go like three miles an hour because the kids had never seen a car. So first of all, they thought they were like monsters. And then going that fast, they had never seen the moon. Like everything to them was so foreign. Hmm. that that's a lot of the therapy, you know, is this new world, which for us is our our normal world. So it is amazing that like, they can do that and to normalize it to lessen it for the children. It's also really incredible how resilient human beings are. Yes. Like, there are some people that have gone through hell and back and are functioning people of society. And you're just like, whoa. Yeah. I was looking at his sentencing and he ended up getting 431 years to life and right. Nancy only got 36. Which years I'm so fucking right? pissed off about. Yeah. Sexism. Yeah. Stand with men. Women can also have long sentences. I was going to say stand with men, but then I'm like, I don't want to stand with Philip. What's his face? So that I, I just shut up. <laughs> what an yeah, asshole. Right. What a fucking asshole. Right. He had a wife. They would have fucked him. You know, I get that's not how pedophilia works, but still, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. also, that's the fuck. I know a lot of like nice guys with jobs mm-hmm. who are like decent and they can't get a fucking girlfriend. This Philip motherfucker had a wife yes. who helped kid yes. him. Yeah. I know nice I men know. that can't get a fucking girlfriend yes. in LA. <laughs> Unbelievable. Are they looking? Are they tall? Veronica Tell likes about some these of them more than others. Veronica <laughs> likes fridge men. And I'm like, look at a Nancy mugshot. Like she's older, but she's cute. Like this shot of her, she's 67, but she's she's cute. She could have done well. She could. Too bad she fucking sucks. Apparently, yeah. Hatred for Nancy. Yeah, really. But um, Alyssa, I don't know if you know your calendar out this far. Oh, I love a plug. Love a good plug. We love a good plug. (laughs) This is going to air on August 7th. Perfect. Well, through the entire month of August, I'm actually going to be at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. I'm (gasps) so Congratulations. Thank you. My very good friend, Seven, hit me up and he was like, I really want to do like a like a lgbtqia show we got this that's really amazing. snazzy venue that's in this like ritzy hotel called the le monde they have their shank oh i've club. heard of you it. heard it oh, le monde. it's yes we have their nightclub at yeah. Le Monde, which we do a queer comedy brunch out of every afternoon at 1 p.m. The Le Monde has like put together this fabulous edible sparkles brunch thing. And we got like really great comics. We got Fifi Doge from the Comedy Store. We got Hank Chen from the Laugh Factory everywhere. Bill Springs. Bill Springs. Antoine Tobias, me, Seven, Jenea, Future Khan. They are fantastic. Um, it's just, it's a really great group. We got Queens for days. We got variety. It's going to be a really fun show. So if you happen to That's have any so Scottish cool. weekends, yeah, come check us out. Yes. Oh, congratulations. It's so much fun. Okay. That's if you awesome. aren't in Scotland in August, follow her on Instagram because she's always updating where she's at. She's always working somewhere. So thank you oh, so well, much. Well, thank you this so was- much for coming on, Alyssa. This yeah. Really thank fun. you. Despite the yeah. subtle tears and the child rape and all that. But- 
super fun. We'll have you back and give you a better, better case. I'm so sorry. A you more fun thing. one. Right, right, right. The fun crime. Mm, give me like an mm. add water situation. Join us next uh, week for another episode of Criminal Gines. Bye.